Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Today, the Biden administration says it will comply with the blocking of their revocation of Title 42. Twitter executives literally crying over the idea that their company will allow the free exchange of ideas. And the left's Lord and Savior Fauci says the pandemic is over. We've got all that and more coming up, and it all starts right now. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez. Happy hump day. And uh, it's going to be a good one here today. He's already shaking his head. It's been a long time since he's been on the program. We've got Graham Allen. Why would that be the lead in to me? It's it's going to be a good hump day. Happy Happy hump hump day. day. Because Graham's here. Because it's hump hump day, day. we have Graham Allen here. (laughs) Of course, the host of Dear America, uh, which you need to be subscribed to wherever you get your audio podcasts. Make sure to go follow Graham. We fight all the time in the charts all the time all the time all the time we fight so wait, so, don't go. so in the no, battle wait. right now and just wait. blow her no, show wait. out of the water Crap. subscribe dear america what did i do yeah. to myself <laughs> <laughs> um and we're glad that you're back by the way um also happy to have eric july blaze tv contributor and of course host of for canon's sake he is young rip a five nine yeah. on youtube you need to be following him uh, for all the things. And um, so let me, I want to get into these headlines of the day. Um, and by the way, if you guys notice, or if you guys out there who are watching and not listening notice, I have a really weird thing going on with my back and my neck right now. So I may just be like this when I'm looking at you and it's going to look really weird on camera, but that's because I'm in a lot of pain. Um, so the Biden administration said yesterday, we were just talking about this, uh, the judge that blocked the Biden administration ending Title 42. For those of you who are watching or listening who have not heard yet, don't know what that is. It is, of course, uh, what Trump uh, enacted to limit the amount of migrants at the southern border uh, to stop them from spreading COVID-19. And, of course, the Biden administration wants to eliminate any barriers to all of the illegal immigrants pouring into our borders. So, of course, they wanted to end that. The judge blocked its decision and said that they could not end Title 42. And yesterday we were talking about it on the program, and Jason Buttrell uh, brought up a really great point, which was, regardless of what the judge says, it's really going to end up being what the Biden administration directs Border Patrol to do. Because if they're directing Border Patrol to basically just do that, then it's really not going to matter at the end of the day. The judge isn't the one who's down at the border (coughs) making the decisions. Um, So it'll be interesting to see how the Biden administration handled it shortly after that program because they watch it. I know. The Biden administration must watch the news and why it matters. And so they heard us talking about it. So they thought that they would clear it all up. And they said that they do intend to comply with this judge's order to block the end of Title 42. So we'll see what happens. Um, But for now, they are saying that they will comply with the order. What do y'all think? 
I mean, I think they've gotten a one-two punch the past couple of days. Uh, you had the, the, the judge over uh, the COVID mandates with the mask and everything. Uh, they've got bigger battles to fight right now. Uh, even though Lord Fauci says that the uh, pandemic is mm-hmm. over, oh, no, no, you must wear that mask. And the CDC is going to you know, appeal all this stuff. And, uh, board- yeah, isn't it wild? It's such conflicting information that they're giving us. But, well, it's always been that way. And so now the border is the least of their problems. They have free speech to worry about on Twitter <laughs> right this second. Um, and, you know, the breaking news is, you know, the Department of Homeland Security now is, is creating a disinformation governance board modern-day Gestapo Mm. to go after people for speaking freely. They have more important things, Sarah, than the border and worrying about that fight anymore. There are more important things. That's a great point. I mean, human trafficking, whatever. Children. That is is the least of our concerns right now. People are going to be able to just say what they want to say. On on social media. We can't allow that. That's a great point, Graham. That's a bigger threat to them (laughs) than than what's going on at the border, to be Mm -hmm. fair. Well, it sure is, because they want new voters. Yeah, I mean, all things considered, but all this does is says, like with everything else, is that there's certainly some conflict regarding people, certainly within this administration, and also when you're dealing with an entity like I don't want to say border patrol because individually speaking, the states are going to be the ones that have to. Uh, so, you know, everybody's beloved Abbott is going to be the one have to actually deal with this. So I will go even further than to say more Biden directing border patrol to do something. Is this something that, you know, Abbott is certainly going to be wanting uh, to deal with either way. But the immigration issue conflicted with their covid with, right. with their position on covid. So they were already in a bind there. It's like you can't have both positions where you're like, OK, well, we don't want this to be spread however y'all are free Mm -hmm. to you know flood wherever and move around don't even we won't even check whether or not you're (laughs) vaccinated or anything despite holding their citizens within this geographical area to a completely different standard employer vaccine mandate for american citizens illegal immigrants and i think that was the problem that uh, a lot of people certainly took issue with look the reality is that they're losing on that front like mm-hmm. the COVID stuff they're certainly starting to lose on because they let it go to me for too long to yeah. the point to where it turned off even folks that were generally attracted to this idea it was cool to do for maybe even up to a year but you kept this charade going on even longer and then you had people that were even on your side like okay Texas didn't fall or sink into yeah. the ocean or to the <laughs> Gulf and nor did uh, Florida with them. Re- as you guys as told us that, that it they would. would. Remember, we were yeah. supposed to get this uh, whole summer uh, or this winter of death. Yes. Is, I think that's what they yep. were. And it never happened. People see that. They pay attention to that. So uh, either way, they're still trying to play both sides. To your point, uh, Fauci, and we'll be talking about that later, Fauci and his position. But Saki came out, I believe it was this morning, that was saying, well, wait a minute. No, it's not over. So they're conflicting and contradicting with each other because they don't actually know what position they want to take. Well, I think it's because it's whatever is advantageous to them at the moment, right? So when it comes to the CDC appealing on masks on airplanes and public transportation, uh, how can they control the masses if they don't have them masked up? So I'm sure that they want to appeal that. But then you have uh, Dr. Fauci. Let's go ahead and talk about it now. Dr. Fauci coming out and uh, telling PBS NewsHour's Judy Woodruff that um, the United States, he's not talking about the whole world, but he says at least the United States is out of the pandemic phase for this particular virus watch. How close are we to the end of this pandemic? Well, that's an unanswerable question for the following reason. And and I don't want to be evasive about it, but let me tell you why I'm giving you that answer, Judy. 
We are certainly right now in this country out of the pandemic phase. Namely, we don't have 900,000 new infections a day and tens and tens and tens of thousands of hospitalizations and thousands of deaths. We are at a low level right now. So if you're saying, are we out of the pandemic phase in this country? We are. What we hope to do, I don't believe, and I've, and I've spoken about this widely, we're not going to eradicate this virus. If we can keep that no level very low and intermittently vaccinate people, and I don't know how often that would have to be, Judy, but that might be every year, mm. that might be longer in order to keep that level low. Mm. But right now, we are not in the pandemic phase in this country. Pandemic means a widespread throughout the world infection that spreads rapidly among people. So if you look at the global situation, there's no doubt this pandemic is still ongoing. So interesting there, because he also mentions, uh, you know, you have to make sure that you vaccinate to keep those levels low. Wait a second, you guys told us uh, and admitted that the vaccine does not keep you from contracting the virus. So if you're talking about infections, the vaccine Drop has nothing phone. to do. Drop my phone. I was just going to keep sorry, going. Sorry, guys. I'm sorry. I was just going to keep going, This is Graham. real life. This is real life, guys. I, I, like, it's like, wait a second. What does the vaccine have to do yeah. with that? Yeah. Nothing. <laughs> money. Money. That's what it has to do with money. Pfizer Pfizer is not going to hit their quarterly goals and all of this other stuff. So wait a second, Graham. Is what you're telling me that you think that the government would be in bed with Big Pharma? Yes. I'm shocked. Yes. I ran a, I ran a federal campaign, okay? I know, all right? <laughs> Listen to me. The government is <laughs> not your friend. The government doesn't care about you. None of this stuff. Oh, Graham's so black-pilled now. It is all of this stuff. No, no, it changes you. I, 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 I talked about this on Chad's show. When, when, when you... you know, when you see that far behind the veil of, mm -hmm. of these just evil people that do not care yeah. about us, yeah. us peons, us peasants, Americans, they don't care. When you see that, it does. It changes you forever. There's no going back. It's like when you get saved. There's no going back after that. Like, like, like once you once you see that kind of stuff. I also want to point out that I respectfully respect re respectfully request my PhD in you know viral whatever Fauci has because I said at the beginning of the pandemic we're never going to get gonna, rid of this thing yeah, and we're going to be don't wearing, eradicate it. Yeah, and then some people are going to wear masks for the rest of their lives, yeah. just like in China yeah. and all this other kind of stuff. There is never going to be a COVID zero. All mm -hmm. this stuff, shadow banned, false mm -hmm. information, mm -hmm. misleading. Mm -hmm. missing context all the way. I should have the same degree that Fauci has. I agree. Because he's finally two and a half years later saying well, well, what we said back in the day. Well, in fact, I think you should have a stronger title because yeah. you came to the, just like we did, we all came to the conclusion at czar. the very beginning. I want that. Why, when did we start throwing that word out all the time? <laughs> the border czar, the, 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 the pandemic czar. You, you deserve a czar. I, I, you deserve yeah. a czar title. Czar Allen. <laughs> Why not? It's what I'm going to refer to you as anyway. <laughs> Why not? Change the Chiron. Change the Chiron right now. Uh, Eric, Look, I know man. you love Fauci. So. Yeah, of course. You know, he's my favorite person to pick on, that's for sure. Um, but he does it to himself, and I've said before, he doesn't belong in the prison. He belongs under it, considering that under his leadership and under his direction, we got some of the most criminal activity that we've ever gotten in recent human history. Considering all the money laundering and everything <laughs> that they use this pandemic uh, to push. Now, he won't quite concede that he'll, he was wrong. He'll never concede that he was completely incorrect in a lot of his assessments, particularly with what he said, the jab 
was uh, was going to do. And then it didn't do it. Then Michelle Walensky, of course, and company had to then come out and say, well, we know that it now does not prevent uh, transmission. Mm-hmm. Like, well, that's what you sold it on. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's a big deal. And none of them, of course, got, uh, went to prison because of that, though they absolutely uh, uh, should have. But this mental midget uh, and, and, and Dr. It. Fauci, <laughs> for him to come out and basically say, well, it's now the end, is quacking itself because for those of us that have certainly been in certain pockets of the country, like the Texases of the world, and especially in Florida, it's been over for us for way longer than you came to the conclusion. Now, for the people that wanted it to be over, oh, it was long over. Mm-hmm. Now, for you guys, you kept the charade up and... I always have to remember, definitely in spots throughout the uh, like up, Upper East Coast and, and in the West Coast, I have to remember that there's still people doing this stuff. There's mm-hmm. still pockets of this country that are still having uh, certain mandates, and I, I can't wrap my mind well, around it. There's no help in those people. Yeah, they're, they're, the, the, the people that still go along with that today, yeah. there's no helping that. That's true. Like, like the, the mask mandate yeah. uh, in the planes, there's still yeah. probably 30 Forty percent of people in the air airports on the plane wearing masks and stuff like that, and it's going to be that way for forever because the fearful people were fearful before this, and this is feeding into those people. Those people exist. People yeah. that are afraid of everything. They they do they do what they're told. They don't challenge. They don't question. They don't make their own decision. If it's the end of the world for real. I want to be able to make the decision on how I'm going to go out. Yeah. And and even if this was this thing and it was the walking dead and there were zombies raising up from the grave because body bags were everywhere, in my opinion was always we still should have the ability to decide Absolutely. how we want that to go. Absolutely. You know, if this if this was a existential threat like they claimed it was going to be in the beginning, I have always stood by People should make their own decisions so on how they on how they want to go out, man. Yeah. And 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 so that's how I still stand to this day. Yeah, amen. Uh, all right, we've got to uh, we got to take a quick break first. We want to thank our sponsor Keeps. So look, hair loss can be tough. Uh, it's nothing that you did wrong. It's just your genes, and you're either you know blessed or not blessed. And uh, you know, I know I know a lot of people get very embarrassed about it, but there's no reason number one to be embarrassed about it. But number two, you got to go to Keeps. Keeps has clinically proven, FDA approved hair treatments available online. Uh, it can even even stimulate a regrowth of hair in a lot of different cases, much like our friend, our good friend Jason Buttrell, who Graham you just saw, but he was wearing a hat. So you haven't seen the head of hair that he has now. Have you seen my hairline? Is that why we're having this? <laughs> I don't have this Viking haircut because I think it's cool. Okay. Well, this is this is what it this is what it is. Okay. Well, listen up. This is targeted advertising. That's what this is. <laughs> Graham, Graham feels Graham feels very targeted right now. Uh, no. Well, listen up. So it's very very easy. You uh, you go online. You take a couple pictures of your hair and you send it into all of the Keeps doctors and they will send the right hair loss treatment directly to your door, uh, and it's generic, so it's gonna save you a ton of money, and it's gonna save you the time of having to go into your doctor's office and wait in the waiting room, and uh, they probably are still making you wear masks anyway, because I don't think doctor's offices are ever gonna make you stop, except the crazy doctors that I go to. But I digress. Uh, So if you are looking to do something about your hair loss, you gotta visit keeps.com. You can go to keeps.com slash why you will get 50% off your first order. That is five zero, half off, over at keeps.com. Dot com slash Y. That is K-E-E-P-S dot com slash Y. So, Graham, I want to talk about what you just brought up earlier, which is this 
breaking news about the Biden administration creating this disinformation governance board mm -hmm. under DHS. To Virtual fight Gestapo. Mis yes, to fight misinformation. Um, this is headed by Executive Director Nina Jankowitz, I believe is how you say that. And uh, they said that they want to bring the resources of the department together to address this threat. That's what they called it. Uh, now, this, of course, now, this this is what I find fascinating. Nina Jankowitz actually tweeted, which is kind of ironic that she tweeted this and said, cat's out of the bag. Here's what I've been up to the past two months and why I've been quiet on here. Bull. Honored to be serving Bull. in the Biden administration, Bull. DHS, and helping shape our counter disinformation efforts. Nobody believes that. You, you have to be a moron <laughs> to believe that they've been just coincidentally working on this and it comes out two days after Elon Musk, whatever. I don't know. So, so let me, uh, and I, I know you just said you ran a federal campaign. You're very cynical now. I completely understand why you would be. So let me, let me just tell you a little bit about who she is. So uh, she was responding to a tweet that said, it, this was back in January, it said, Twitter says it has quit taking action against lies about the 2020 election. She responded, considering the long-term damage these lies do to our democracy, I'm dismayed about this decision. I say this about foreign disinformation, and it applies to domestic disinformation, too. Elections aren't an endpoint. They're an inflection point. Policies need to reflect that. Uh, so they, of course, are going to focus on foreign interference, Russia, Russia, Russia. And uh, it's just interesting that all of this is happening at the same time that Twitter is now, well, Elon Musk is saying, once I take over Twitter, I will allow the freedom of uh, information, the freedom of ex exchange of ideas, I should say. And uh, the Biden administration wants to make sure that doesn't happen. So, uh, Eric, I have a feeling that you have something to say, considering she was talking about the democracy. Yeah, I just... We call them NPCs. I think the people that aren't definitely connected, like in the gaming space, had no idea where that term kind of originated, non-playable characters, and why we call them that. When you play a video game, you see people that you cannot control. Those are the guys that are called NPCs. They walk around, they have their original script, and they can't really deviate from it. You get some games, the Skyrims of the world, that have more intricate places where they would go do life cycles. This, at this time, this character would go lay down. In a, you had that. But ultimately, it was a script, and they couldn't really deviate. You couldn't really interrupt them, uh, certainly, from that. These people operate upon the same thing. They get an update. And now it's the democracy that's at threat. Now, of course, I hate democracy. So when they say something is a threat to it, I'm like, whatever that is, we Let's need more it. of it. <laughs> we need more of it. When you give these guys too much credit, especially these Republicans, when they're like, oh, this Republican is the threat to, the, to, uh, to, to our democracy. I'm like, wow, that guy is somebody I need to pay attention to. And then I just <laughs> find out it's just some chicken crap that doesn't really want to up in democracy anyway. But yes, of course, the timing of this is rather interesting. Yeah. But seriously, this is this is dangerous, right? When you have the state trying to get involved, and this is what I tried to remember, uh, Sarah. We had these conversations round table. Some of them got a little dicey. We were talking about Section Two Thirty, and we were talking about government getting involved in, in social mm -hmm. media. I said, "Stop! Mm -hmm. I don't care. I know we're getting the crap in of the stick, but this is not a precedent that you want to right. uh, get because you're not always the ones that are going to be in power. We do not want them to be able to control it in that means. And this is exactly." 
only the direct. It's funny. As soon as that happened, now all of a sudden everybody wants to address 230 again. Elizabeth Warren is like, oh, and now, yeah, we, we for sure. Wait a minute. Hold on. Y'all were on the complete opposite side of this when you guys had power. Mm-hmm. Or now they feel like Elon is going to be a threat to this mm-hmm. because that's how they got the power in the first place, by being able to control the narrative. That's why they're so terrified. It's not even just simply about Elon owning it. It's more about the fact of the idea that they have to share or that they think they're going to have to share a level playing field where we can all say whatever it is that we want and they can do it as well, but we're not the ones that are going to get punished like as we had exactly. been the, the last right. three three right. or so years. That's what they're terrified of. And if you don't think definitely now that their power is going to be threatened, because as it looks, it's going to be a bloodbath going into these uh, midterms and, and all of that. It, it, it's going to it's looking ugly for them. And they know that. So they're going to try to ram everything it is that they can to try to address this problem. Yeah. Yeah, I think that the government fears an informed people. They fear people that do not fear them. And even though I have never been a Twitter fan, it's my least favorite app, period, the idea that it could be an app that's even just more fair, you know, just across the board, it does. Things about the, we talked about it earlier. They're not worried about the border right now. They're not worried about COVID right now. They're not worried about any of this stuff. Inflation, gas prices. They're not worried about any of that. They are more concerned with the fact of people being able to communicate with each other. Mm -hmm. Because if people are able to communicate with each other, they can't cover up all this stuff anymore. Uh, It's like like in COVID. In the beginning of COVID, when when they were saying, oh, there's all these trucks piling all these dead people in and the people make these videos showing them at the hospital, they're like, there's no one here. And then they're deleted right off the bat. They are terrified that they won't be able to do those things anymore. People do not pay to see media services, CNN Plus. That's a big part of it. Yes, exactly. They are realizing that the world is changing in the way that we communicate, the way that we 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 show our data. Disney stock is in the tank. Mm-hmm. Uh, Netflix. Netflix is showing a loss in subscribers for the first time ever. People are revolting against this, and and I think that it's, I think that it's going to get a lot, lot, lot. Worse, okay. Biden is a one-term president. If he makes it the whole way, he's the scapegoat for everything. He is going to be the one that lights everything on fire to try to 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 implement all the plans that they want before we have an opportunity to stop them. And and that's what I truly believe. Yeah. Uh, the government is supposed to be afraid of the people. Mm-hmm. That is the way it's supposed to go. Because the government's sole purpose, the reason the government was created was only to come into place if our rights and our freedoms were being infringed upon, then the government's supposed to go in and go, no, you can't do that. They're allowed to do that as citizens of America. Somewhere along the way, the government became the authority, the boss, the, the who tells us what to do, when we can do it, et cetera. We have flipped this country completely upside down. And, and, and Elon Musk said it best the other day, the reaction to this tells you everything. Everything you need to know. The reaction that people would be upset. There it is right there. Yeah. The reaction that people would be this upset about people just being able to speak to each other. 
tells you everything. It's a threat to their entire power base. Like their entire, they gain this power and this influence by way of being able to control its narrative. Because it's moderation, uh, which is narrative control. This is essentially what it is. They call it moderation, but all it is is being able to control the conversation. I don't even think in America this COVID stuff gets as bad as it did if, if these social media companies weren't just flat out silencing people yep. in the event that they question it, a lot of them being, of course, right. I have because got my first strikes on various. I remember I was going for Twitter for, I don't know, five months there for, for a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I was gone. But the reason why they do that stuff is because they know, look, we don't have the ideas on our side. But what we can do is control what people see as legitimate. Yep information as what is true. So if someone says something contrary to us, whether it be about the election, whether it be about uh, COVID, we can put something on, we can either get them off the platform or we'll put a little thing there that says, oh, it's misleading or it doesn't have a proper context, which they don't ever do for the other side, mm-hmm. ever, even when they're wrong, right? Well, Shel Walensky flat out will spread medical misinformation uh, as the director of the CDC regarding what the jab did. Did she get uh, something put under her uh, deal? No, of course not. It was all always about narrative control. And this is why having that cultural imprint, which I tell libertarians, conservatives, people that aren't leftists, to get involved in that aspect, you'd be surprised how quick the tide can change. Just as quick as it got bad, it could get better, but it requires people to focus less upon what, what like uh, politics alone and more about what's happening culturally. That's how the left won. They didn't care about having the right ideas. They didn't even care about uh, any of that. They ran a guy who... I don't know. Is a, is a, we don't know if he's alive half the time. And they ran him and he was able to win. However you feel about that, which goes to show that you don't have to even be competent. You just have to control the conversation. I so it, this uh, great points, obviously, all around. But what I want to really know, Graham, is you said that you've you the veil has been lifted. Is Joe Biden a hologram? Do we know this? Can we? Do we know? Is that, is that, well, you seem very cynical now, it's and I'm like, even, he found out that Joe Biden's a hologram. It's not even a good hologram, if it is. <laughs> no, I will say this really quick, to be really, really serious for a moment. Uh, you know, I, I say this all the time because I truly believe it. We, you know, we're in a spiritual battle for our country, mm-hmm. the soul of our country. Megan Fox is talking about drinking blood and all this other kind of stuff, uh, 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 you know, so abortion crazy. and all this other kind of thing. But the First Amendment, free speech is actually a biblical principle. There's a verse in the Bible and it talks about the first man to tell a story is true until another man comes and tells the other side of the story. Mm-hmm. You know, the Bible actually talks about this very plainly, like, hey, we're supposed to be able to hear opposite ends of the stories to get the full full spectrum of it to make decisions for ourselves. Yeah. And so, you know, the Christian side of me says all of this free speech censorship and everything is not only anti-American, it's also anti-biblical stuff that we're doing as well because the, the left is trying to keep the other men, us, from telling the other side of the story in all this stuff. And, and it just goes, again, if you think that they're going to let this stand without burning everything down possible, you're not paying attention. So, I, they're they're, they're going to scorch the earth before they let something like this just happen. So I, wanna, I want to, um, you know what, let's go ahead and take a quick break. And when we come back, I want to talk about uh, something else that goes right along with what you're talking about, which is teaching our children about sex in schools. We'll be right back. <laughs> My favorite topic. <laughs> <laughs> 
Graham, I think you're so right when you talked about us being in a battle for the soul of our nation. And I agree with all of the examples that you gave. And I also think that just such a huge one right now is what they're trying to do with indoctrinating children into uh, not just the sexual education, but all of the gender things, confusing them on purpose, uh, indoctrinating them into this idea that they can just be gender fluid. They Obviously, like tr there is no truth. There is no absolute truth with anything that they're teaching them. Everything is fluid. Everything is their truth, her truth, his truth. And it, it does a lot to small minds. Well, let's listen to, uh, I want to hear what you think about this. Rhode Island Democrats are pushing legislation that would teach children about pleasure-based sexual relations. Uh, so this is Senate Bill 2285. It would amend current law so that culturally appropriate courses in family life or sex education are taught to children beginning in sixth grade. This is when kids are 11 to 12 years old. But the, the teachings would recognize pleasure-based sexual relations, different sexual orientations, and be inclusive of same-sex relationship. The act would also provide that instruction include gender, gender expression, gender identity, and the harm of negative gender stereotypes. Um, by the way, this is proposed by a, a Democrat who is, uh, she identifies as as queer, she I, she has on her Twitter bio, I saw. And uh, she says, she tweeted a, a tweet a while back that said that teaching her students about pleasure-based uh, sexual relations is her favorite part of teaching. And I'm thinking to myself, this fired. woman this woman doesn't belong enough. 500 feet near a school. Like, she needs to be on a list. She definitely shouldn't be teaching them. Um, what the hell is going on in Rhode Island? <laughs> <laughs> look, look, okay, so, so, so I've talked about this a lot. Uh, you know, obviously right now we're not talking about those crazy people in Florida that want to teach three and four-year-olds. We're talking about middle school here at this part, right? So, so I'm a realist. Right. My 11-year-old, right. when he turns 11, he is not going to be ready to hear right, about right. this. Right, right, exactly right. However, uh, you know, I've always said, hey, high school, I get it. you got to right. have health class in high school, all right? Y yes, you should be pushing... Uh, uh, you know, monog not our, our, our uh, virginity, staying pure, abstinence, yeah. yeah. etc. Uh, well, you really should be just if you want to explain. But how teenagers are going to be teenagers, so so explain explain the, the way not to get a disease and explain how babies are actually made, or right? Like, like that was health class, right? Yeah. Like that was health class. Okay, sperm fertilizes egg, bam, baby's there, got it. Okay, mm -hmm, you know we mm -hmm. got it. This crazy stuff about teaching kids and now in middle school how to actually do things and different types of sexual pleasures that you could do to people, have people do to you. Mm -hmm. What? What are we, what, what are we, when did that become school curriculum? It's demonic. We, we, we have, again, this goes to biblical principles here. We have been fighting for years. This is nothing new. Protecting our kids from culture, right? Like yeah. we don't want our kids to be affected by culture, or at least we didn't used to, right? We wanted to teach values into our kids. But now we're allowing culture to affect the adults that's bleeding into these children, mm -hmm. okay? All of this stuff is a fad. 
That's it. It's a fad. Uh, Matt Walsh would argue it's a mental illness, uh, which I agree with. But this is a fad. This whole new thing, this didn't exist 15 years ago. All this crazy stuff out loud. Now, did people feel this way? Sure. But you sure enough didn't talk about it. Mm. Show them to a school 15, 20 years ago and say, you know what I think we should teach these kids? How to pleasure themselves (laughs) and how to pleasure other people. That's what that 11-year-old needs to learn. You would be like assassinated at the school. I mean, for real, I'm from Mississippi. Like, no, okay. All right, call the cops immediately. Our culture has changed and not for the better in this regard. Children used to be this sacred thing. It was just understood. They're just, you know, what happened to you're my student, I'm your teacher. I'm not going to talk to you about that. That's right. inappropriate. Right. Uh, I had, it's senior year of high school. I had a chemistry teacher. All the girls had a crush on him. And, you know, they'd be like, ooh, what'd you do over the weekend, Mr. Hurd, and stuff like that. And he would literally go, I'm not discussing my personal life with you. I'm your teacher. You're, you're, you're my student. I'm your teacher. That's yeah. not appropriate. What happened to that? Where, what happened to us? Yeah, I mean, it, it's because they're using children as a way to validate themselves, which mm. is often why a lot of them that talk about this stuff or have so we talk about Florida and why they got all bent out of shape also happen to be on, as I say, the alphabet spectrum because they were utilizing the children to validate themselves and their own individual existence. Mm-hmm. That's why it's especially evil what it is that they're doing. And you're getting more of it and they're getting more bold, more bold because they have been emboldened when there's something I would say even 10 years ago, if someone brought this up, you'd have people ready to bare knuckle box yeah. over this over this <laughs> subject matter. Like, what you teaching this? Teaching what to my yep. uh, 11th grade? Uh, 11, not 11th grade, 11 oh, year yeah. old. Uh, no, this is not something that, that that is appropriate. But yeah, like it's one thing to just acknowledge the basics of okay, human biology. But this right. is not what they're trying to teach. They're trying to teach these various forms of gender identity and stuff. Social that, constructs. Yeah, like all these ideas that they should not even be remotely interested in. And that's not on you to be teaching them. And that's because these teachers no longer look at themselves as people that are providing a service. I think, and, and, and this is something I got a lot of backlash on years prior. Now it's more uh, people have changed on this where I didn't look at teachers on those pedestals like a lot of cultures like we did culturally like they were just uh, just so pure and so uh, same thing with nurses over the last uh, few years now that they pop locking on when they were pop locking on TikTok and stuff people <laughs> were like maybe these guys aren't as awesome as we thought they were no you're just a person that's providing a service that's all I need you to do right. doesn't matter what the school setting is at the I don't need you to have relationships with my with my uh, uh, child or anything no Teach them something. That is the service that you're providing. But that's not what you get. You get like that uh, person that was on MSNBC, that teacher that's like, well, I I don't like not being able to tell my my uh, children that I went paddleboarding with my partner. Well, wait a minute. What? First of all, that sounds like you was doing something else. Uh, uh, but either way, why on earth would you need to have that t- sort of relationship with a child? That's inappropriate. But this is about mining little soldiers for their cause. Yep. And it sounds corrupt and evil. That's because it is. Do you guys remember that video that came out? I think it was like a year and a half ago. And it was that 
gay men's choir. Yep. Yes. Said we're going for your kids. We're, yes. we're, we're going for your kids and we'll convert your children mm-hmm. and make an ally of you. Yeah. It's this haunting, like when I saw it initially, it was just this yeah. disturbing thing. But now we see all this stuff happening and it just makes you, again, just wonder like this coordinated attack almost. Because, because us as adults, as sane thinking adults, and yes, I said sane thinking in a minute, uh, you you can tell me that you believe you're a unicorn all you want. And right. I'd be like, all right, fine. You know, it's America. You want to be a unicorn, do what yeah. you want. But you're not a unicorn. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like, right. I'm a right. grown adult. Like, yeah. no, no, you're not. Yeah. You know, oh, I'm going to go worship a tree. Okay, cool. Go yeah. worship a tree. But it's just a tree. A tree. <laughs> you know what I mean? But do what you want. It's America. Got it. Okay, yeah. cool. Kids... Kids believe, you know, Batman's real. Like, they think they have a chance to maybe grow up and become Batman somehow. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they believe children are watching, you know, kind of stuff. No, anyway, no, okay, no. all right, fine. You know what I was going to say. All right, but, but, but and, and I agree with you. They are looking for acceptance yeah. in the, the few people that can believe in such ridiculous yep. Things yeah. because they are children. Because children believe in fairy tales. They they think Frozen's real and you can be Elsa and freeze things. They 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 have those imaginations and they're looking for acceptance in that because adults are like, yeah, okay, I got it. It's America, but you're insane. Right. But, but yeah, like you're delusional, but I'm I'm not going to participate in your delusions. Yeah, I've already wasted too much time hearing you explain it. To right. Me. Right. Right. <laughs> um, all right. Let's let's go ahead and take a quick break and uh, we'll be right back. Top, uh, just to cap all of this off with uh, all of the craziness that we're talking about, <laughs> bring up a, a, a fictosexual man. You may be wondering to yourself, what is fictosexual? Well, this is a man who wed a fictional computer synthesized pop singer four years ago, he says, and uh, now, he's struggling to, now he's struggling to bond with her. This is, I shouldn't have, but I, it hurts every time I laugh, but this story's ridiculous. Uh, so this is, uh, if we could just show a picture of this. Yes, this is, this man is um, Japan. He's in Japan and he's been married for four years, he says. And it's, he can no longer speak with his computer synthesized pop singer uh, due to a technological hurdle. And it's really hard for him because he's struggling to bond with her. Now, guys, I'm talking about this uh, obviously sarcastically, but you, if you don't think for a second with metaverse coming, that this is not coming, I'm telling you, you're wrong. Okay. This is a, this was a a game that he played gate. This is called Gatebox, a $1,300 machine that allowed device owners to interact with characters, characters via holograms and even unofficially marry them. And he has taken it to quite the level over there, but, um, this is coming. This is this is and Eric, I'm going to go to you first because I know you are you're the gamer here. Uh-huh. Am I wrong? Like this is. Well, yeah, I mean, people take stuff too far. I mean, I like to think that that's not representative of like your average gamer. And I don't think they're that damn crazy. Um, certainly not in my experience. But man, I didn't think the Japanese Japanese, they own some weird stuff uh, for sure. <laughs> 
Um, and we know that. We acknowledge like, that. They've Japanese also people are weird. No, it's not that. They've also, to be fair, they produce some of the better work in the comic book space as well, like with mangas and uh, and animes, because they American animation is in a tank right now. So they've uh, certainly provided that, and especially in the gaming space. But yeah, you know, when it, they do have their those guys on some interesting things and people that and they themselves will often produce some very interesting things as well. But to your point, like because we're getting into like this whole digital stuff and it's being taken into the next ne- next level. Yeah, there's going to be people that, that that are into that sort of weird stuff. And it, yeah, we think of it like, yeah, that's a little out of out of pocket. But then think about the last segment that we just did i know so no nothing is unrealistic or (laughs) it can happen to more i'm also i'm also i was also reading that um japan has had really low birth rates recently which Mm. is like wonder why why, because they're marrying mm, digital married to holograms what the hell man But that's also, it's also, like, that's mental illness. Yes. It's what they, and why can we not say that? Like, like, like what sane person does, they don't. Mm-hmm. They, I just, I just they, love they the don't, headline. They don't do that. Uh, and, and, and we live in a world where we, we, we just promote and project obvious mental illness, mm-hmm. right? Like, uh, either that is the greatest troll prank of all time, <laughs> Or that man shouldn't have a driver's license. Like he should not be allowed to like drive around and operate machinery. And I'm not even trying to be funny. Like I'm 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 actually being yeah. serious. Yeah. Like we are we are there was a TikTok video just today. I saw it. A a woman that identified as a man had to go to her gynecology appointment to get her birth control pills and then got mad. When they misgendered her as a woman, you're going to a gynecologist for your birth control pill. These are these are not, yeah, not these normal. are not well people. <laughs> I mean, they're just not. And there just comes a point where it's no longer just acceptance and people can just do whatever they want. And you have to acknowledge like mental illness. Well, a lot yeah. of the stuff with that that we see that's normalized now would have been previously documented. And diagnosed as mental yes. illness, yes. and they yes. were at one point. Now they're not any uh, anymore, and that's the difference between like I think a lot of folks got, for example, with libertarianism. If I can be quick, real quick, mm-hmm. a lot of folks think that means hedonism. So, for example, you right. see me talk about a lot of like social bull crap, and mm-hmm. I'm like, this is weird. I don't accept it. I don't acknowledge it or anything like that as as a reality, and I reject the premise. Well, you're a libertarian. Don't you, you should believe they should do me thinking that you have the right to do something is one thing. Me having to succumb or acknowledge your delusion is a I'm under no requirement yeah. to that's not what liberty is. Liberty is me being able to tell you you insane. Yeah. Something is mentally wrong with you. But we got to this point to where we have to acknowledge everybody's existence now, or uh, even no matter how insane that it is, and we can't say anything against it, or it is that they've been able to control the conversation. Going back to our first point, control the conversation to the point to where if you disagree with that or you say something's wrong with that, well, you now 
hate them. Mm -hmm. You want to inflict some sort of violence upon them just by simply saying, you know what, you're crazy. And that's why I drew the line on the whole, like, what they say, heteronormative stuff. Yeah. I'm not about to sit up here and have any sort of legitimate argument with someone that wants to pretend like being a heterosexual isn't normal. <laughs> I have absolutely nothing. There's nothing for you and me to discuss. You're the crazy one. <laughs> yeah, we have. We have. Uh, in, in, yeah. in, 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 right the there. In. I'm out. We're done here. Right. That's a great place to take a break. We'll be right back. Oh, God, please. <laughs> <laughs> How are you with that? All right, uh, if you are still watching this program, you're amazing. And what you should do is go over to wherever you find your audio podcast. Subscribe, rate, and review the news and why it matters. Because remember, earlier in the program, I told you to do that for Graham Allen. But I forgot. But you should still do that. We're we are we're battling now. So you should make sure that you're subscribed to my program as well. Subscribe to both. Yes, that's what I'm saying. It's a happy medium. Yes, there we'll you go. We'll tie at the it's same fine. time. We'll tie. Well, I don't know if that's technologically possible to do. They it can subscribe to both time. at the. Okay, within three seconds of each other. <laughs> Fine, whatever. Uh, but if you subscribe and leave us a nice review, you may see it read on the show, like the one today from Peter Pan Photo App, who says, five stars, my favorite podcast. The News and Why It Matters is my favorite podcast. I never miss an episode. I love the thoughtful, honest, and often humorous conversations discussing the news of the day. Sarah and the other contributors always make my day. I appreciate all you do to produce this great show Thank you. And thank you, Peter Pan Photo App, for your lovely review. Make sure to keep them coming, and we will keep reading them. Also make sure, as I just mentioned, that you are subscribed to Graham Allen uh, everywhere you can find him. He's all over the place. He's on Facebook. He's on Instagram. He's on, of course, Dear America. Uh, he's got two books out. Just Google him, please. He's, he, I can't, it's going to take too much time. Uh, also make sure that you are subscribed to Young Rippa 59. Thank yeah, you, guys. Yeah. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.